0: Here's the situation, Rush. You are hired by the Accuracy in Geographical Nickname Foundation, and they have a they have a little work for you
1: to do. All right. <laughs> I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski, and this is Here's the Situation, a very real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme, I have to say, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, you came up with it, but the theme is Neil uh, Hat Trick. Harris, and Neil is K-N-E-E-L, <laughs> All right. and then it's Hat Trick, yeah. and then Paris, yeah. and it's hard not to say Neil Patrick Harris when you're trying to say <laughs> Neil Hat Trick Paris.
0: It's nice when the Spoonerism works out that way, right, uh, if that's a Spoonerism? Yeah, it's, I it think actually, it is. Yeah.
1: It was well done. <laughs> um, but also, I'm going to do something a little different here, because I want to respect... <laughs> The hat trick yeah. aspect of that, and <laughs> that normally I do four scenarios. Correct. This time I'm going to only do three, just out of respect to hat trick and how much I liked that uh, uh, that that name of this episode. <laughs> so I'm going to kick it to you. We have your teaser. We'll come back to to that at yep. the end, I'll as give always. You a freshy- yeah. With
0: my baker's, with my baker's hat trick, yes, um, the and, golden sombrero they <laughs> call that. Right? I believe you're going to say yes, yeah, <laughs> right. The one after the collar. Yeah. Um, I think you were going to say, as always, you haven't heard these before, and I haven't heard yours before. I'll have one tiny caveat at the very end for okay. um, as to. Um, a question I asked you, not knowing that that would be part of the question that you're going to the situation that you're going uh, you're going to get. Got it. So, um, but yeah,
1: you had you have not heard this situation. I haven't. Okay, no. so uh, why don't you kick us off? All right, Rush.
0: Th- this one might be a little bit more of a of a thinker. It's it's even a difficult question to to kind of pose. Um, but Paris put me on it and all the landmarks there, the Eiffel Tower and, you know, the beauty of the Arc de Triomphe and how, sure. you know, uh, formerly, I guess, the Cathedral of Notre Dame as as well, right? Yeah. Um, so here's the situation. Can I stop you for yeah, a second please.
1: there? How, is that gone? Is it, it like totally almost, toast or, or no? The
0: entire, I believe the entire nave fell. Yeah. I think the front facade stood and maybe the rose windows stayed. Okay. But I think just about all of it collapsed.
1: Wow. I believe. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, I stayed kind of near the, I mean, not kind of, it was a 30-minute walk is where and I stayed. On your
0: epic European jaunt
1: I there? did. I, had, I spent post-bar. three days in Paris, <laughs> and I had zero non-transactional conversations. <laughs> zero. Uh, not the most friendly <laughs> set of people uh, I've ever run into it was,
0: it was all spent buying berets baguettes and bicycles so you could fit right in and those uh those criminal striped criminal yep. uh, angled striped shirts exactly right <laughs> did not have a single
1: conversation in which I was not procuring goods or services from someone and I was never the one uh, giving goods and yeah services, no no so I were. was straight up just <laughs> transacting with <laughs> sellers
0: well here's the situation with with perhaps Paris or other um, other uh, man-made uh, uh, objects of beauty. Okay. Um, given this, uh, given comparable time rush, here's the situation: Can humankind create beauty that can rival natural beauty? So here, here are some of the problems that I foresee. In the, in the phrasing of the question, is is beauty is a, a subjective? thing to to begin with yeah um you might say well how much time does it take to create a sunset is that all the time it took to create the sun and you know or, yeah or is that just a day or is that 10 minutes um and and how could you put like let's say back to the future is that more beautiful than a baby elephant um yes. yeah elephant gestation okay. time 18 to 22 months so i'm figuring from <laughs> pre-pro to post uh maybe maybe back to the future took 18 to 22 months average we'll you know we'll say got it um can, can man compete with nature as far as beauty
1: goes? Yeah, so there certainly is some subjectivity. For instance, there is subjectivity even over whether what you just said is a situation as as is the standard hallmark of this show. Well,
0: Rush, you're hired as the head of the man-made yeah. versus natural beauty co- yeah, uh, commerce uh, commission. Uh, please, please slide it in uh, to one of those
1: things, which is what we do when we just have a question. All right. And so basically the the situation, is I, I am tasked with uh, answering the question of can man create things that are as beautiful as nature, uh, nature has, and if so, can they do it in similar time
0: Yeah, years? given, because I'm, you know, like, so I'm th- I think of something, you know, me, the Pop says, like, okay, uh, the Grand Canyon, we put that yeah. up there with you know, the most beautiful things. What'd that take, 100 million years? If you, get, <laughs> you right. give someone 100 million years, they could probably make something pretty gosh-darn Gorgeous. Right.
1: Well, you know, so I'm going to default to something I probably have talked about on the podcast before. And that is I have a uh, longstanding personal preference where I think the most beautiful areas that I've ever been to are are a combination. Uh, and what I am just drawn to is a combination of natural beauty juxtaposed with man-made achievement okay let me give you two examples one would be the chicago coastline if you will I along will. along mate uh, lake michigan i will yes. where uh if you go around you know oak street or so there's a part where uh the city juts out into lake michigan and you have the hancock tower uh over the top of the drake hotel and then tons of other buildings and it's uh, it's just this beautiful little curve there where you get to see what is, I think by all accounts, uh, al- almost beyond dispute, the greatest architectural uh, marvel of the 20th century is Chicago as a city, as Paris was to the 19th century. Hmm. I believe Chicago was to the 20th century. W- we'll get to see for the, t- the 21st <laughs> century what's what's the greatest. But um, Chicago is an architectural marvel. And those buildings in and of themselves would not be as impressive to me without this beautiful natural uh, landscape, which is the the curve out into the lake where you get this beautiful view, especially on a day where you have like some waves kicking in and there's a beach alongside and all of this other stuff where, but it's really the water, right? It's, it's the vastness of the lake. That is uh, impressive to me. And seeing those two in combination, I love much more than if I'm just driving along by one of the Finger Lakes in northern Illinois or Wisconsin or whatever. And I don't have that man-made stuff versus also if I'm in Indianapolis. Um, it's a nice city with some pretty buildings, but it's it's not it's not as cool because you don't have uh, that lake setting to put it right on top of, right. which is why I love a city. Uh, almost all European cities have a great river that goes through. Them. Yep. Another example: Pebble Beach, or Cypress Point, or one of these other golf courses. Where you'd say, "Well, who cares about a golf course?" But I think the creation of uh, of, of the golf course, which is in itself like a cool way to uh, use the land, win the architect rather than just bulldozing everything and just placing a golf course, like a mini, like a like a mini golf almost, mm-hmm. where they just kind of say, like Pete Dye designs his courses, where you say. Hey, uh, I'm gonna make it look like Scotland, even though it's not Scotland, and I'm gonna bulldoze an entire <laughs> county and make that happen. I don't like that. I like it when golf course architects can fit the golf course into the personality of the land that already exists. Right. And I think when you look at something like a Cypress Point or a Pebble Beach, I just think it's really cool that that man has tied that together. Um. So I, that doesn't like directly answer the question, but it kind of gives you some perspective from from where I'm gonna come mm-hmm. from. Um. Because I guess I would say, uh, no, I think ultimately, um, even though my favorite things are what I just described is the juxtaposition between impressive man made achievement, uh, juxtaposed with natural beauty, I certainly would prefer to spend some time in Yellowstone or Arches National Park or uh, driving down the Pacific Coast Highway than I would. Go to um, a tour of the finest uh, buildings in Rome. Yeah. Okay. And I love. I mean, no aspersions right. on the buildings of Rome. Loved it. I think it's incredible. But if I just had to say which is more amazing to me, I'm going to say the the natural beauty and also like a lot of the Roman stuff that was put together, or the pyramids, or whatever else was done over many many years right. in order. Uh, now, granted, they couldn't build as quickly, but I do think that your question is interesting because we do all of the stuff that we do on such a faster timeline. Right. That, you know, what is it? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where they're out building planets and they, you know, somebody's like bragging about I created the fjords and isn't that amazing? Um but yeah maybe if we had billions of years of humanity which we're not going to get the- <laughs> very very clearly not going to get that but if we were to then i i believe we could shape things as incredible as you know pick your pick your favorite um you know natural natural area but yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know if that was a satisfactory way to get to your question. Satisfies me. But, Satisfies the hell out of me. But that's buddy. where I come out. What What do you think?
0: I think I lean towards, I, th- I, I think I want to, and then therefore lean towards the natural wonders. Um, although like, you know, I've listened to a lot of different birds sing. None of them are as good as any of the tracks on Astro Weeks, you know, or none of them are as good as anything off of uh, um, Joshua Tree. Um, right. but one, th- one thing that, uh, with, with the natural, with the natural wonder is you never have to worry about separating the art from the artist and mm. even something like the pyramids, like, wow, wonderful slave labor, you know, yeah. whipped and beaten every day, drank a, a, you know, a glass of beer and that's all they had, you know, and then they had to go back. So you never have to like, well... That's a Ted should, Nugent song. Yeah. Should we be I'm listening gonna take to this the bird? Michael know?
1: Jackson song. Right. Yeah. You know,
0: like, and so in that way, you, you never have to. Um, and even though the I've been stunned by certainly things that people have made, whether it's music or I, I think like Amelie Frame by Frame is maybe the most beautiful movie I've okay. I've ever seen. Um but versus Baby Elephant. <laughs> You know yeah, you're like, big
1: you're a big baby elephant fan. Who isn't? And you're talking about the film baby <laughs> elephants. I'm uh, talking about the Pixar. Herb Alpert composition, Baby <laughs> Elephant Walk.
0: Yeah. Um that you know, it, it I guess it is just tough to
1: to to argue. But I get knocked out by a tree, man. I you, sure. Well, I'll you and Robert look Frost, at a tree. right? Or was it Emily Dickinson? Was it Emily Dickinson? I think I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree.
0: Oddly enough, that's a. Uh, I think a fella named Joyce Kilmer. Oh, okay. I believe it's well, a man named Joyce. I'm going to keep guessing incorrect <laughs> poet. Now, which
1: of these? Which of these two was it? Was it Robert Louis Stevenson, or was it uh, Daniel Defoe that wrote the famous? Uh, okay, so Joyce Kilmer, you said. I believe so. I so. uh, nice but anyway that that certainly hits you on your topic there i think that i shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree i do agree not to keep rhyming that uh <laughs> we make better you know music and we make better art right yeah but and for someone for someone there may
0: be nothing more beautiful than 1988 cherry red corvette you know or 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 what have you or um like for example like Frank Lloyd Wright made, made perfectly nice houses. What a freaking freak of a dude, you know, yeah. like, and to try and separate that from the fire and someone getting hit with a hatchet, oh you know, like, and all that I, stuff. I, I
1: got to read up on Frank Lloyd Wright. Cause oh. I don't know about this. Stuff. Check it out. Um, that, oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, I just realized like I can, I can prove my answer to your question okay. because, and you know me. Yes. I, and you know where I live. I, I prefer to put windows Mm -hmm. to where I can look at what I think is beautiful versus putting art up. Like I like to have, and and it's funny because I actually, in a way I, I hate that I have a lot of windows because I don't like to have to pull them down and I certainly Uh don't want people (laughs) looking into my apartment. Right. But I, I do given the choice, I'd rather have a window facing the lake. Yeah, face to the lake or face the buildings in Chicago or whatever it is. I'd rather have that than a wall with a painting that I really like. Because ultimately, I, I just don't think you can put together a painting that I'm going to like as much. But as see, then I think
0: we got to get into like, well, do you prefer the window that faces
1: the lake or the window that faces the buildings?
0: That gets you right on. See, that gets you right on. No,
1: because I want the one that has both. So my north view I like better. I would like it way better because I, I, I one time had a view of the lake in this apartment I, I briefly like we- finagled my way into, and uh, it was the unbroken lake view is is not my favorite. Okay, nor is the city, the city view. Yeah. But if I can have them both, there we go.
0: And and yeah, I imagine you'd prefer a uh, a naturally formed um ice window to one of these man made uh glass windows if you if you could, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: go touch it and freeze <laughs> all right okay very good
0: uh, i don't know i don't know but but you know we talked about it
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> It sufficed all right we are still on neil Hattrick paris yes and uh as i always have to do this when is the it, first goal this is the first
0: goal right here goal yeah. number one right here yeah
1: but when whenever we have one that's like this i you know i have to do a neil patrick harris one. <laughs> of course and so uh here we go here, hey duke uh, here's the situation. Um, Doogie Hauser was a 16 year old uh, doctor. He, he became a doctor at 14, but the show began mm, sure. when he was 16 years old. He was a
0: terrible doctor for two years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't, we didn't get to see we that. Well, he was, he was probably
1: a, just a yeah. resident, right. you know, or not even yet. Um, so I want to know uh, bef- first thing is you walk into a uh, doctor's appointment. And your doctor shows up, and they are 16 years old. Mm-hmm. They got a, they have on their wall because they feel like they need to right. to show off a little All bit. Oh, their because, bona fides stuff. So there. it says, "I got a 1600 <laughs> on the SAT or whatever the perfect score is now." When he was six years old, okay, or she was 16 years old, and uh, the doctor also graduated from Princeton at the age of 10, which Doogie Howser did. Okay, and medical school <laughs> at the age of 13, which Doogie Howser did. Uh, are you willing to uh see that doctor? I think so okay I think so no problems
0: uh you know a little little trepidation, but half the time and i'm not old old i'm i'm forty eight half the time I go to see a doctor or you know or or some professional, I think in my head like what the hell are you in high school or something mm-hmm. you know like anyway
1: um so i think i'm i think i'm I'm okay. Well, you're going to be like, what the hell, are you a fetus? <laughs> when you see a, an actual high school age person uh, in, in a spot that's really reserved for 30-year-olds plus. Yeah.
0: some trepida- My only, my trepidation is not about his competency, but that I think, you know, obviously doctors get better as they see all the different ways, right. you know, like something can show itself or different symptomatics or whatever, and he's not going to have a, uh, a, a ton of experience right. as, you know, as far as differentiating between like, oh, this might look like this, but this is actually this i've seen this before but i don't i
1: wouldn't immediately i wouldn't doubt his competency as a medical doctor or anything like that. what about judgment you think you're gonna be worried about that at all i might be worried about a 16 year old's judgment uh mm,
0: uh, i don't think i doubt i don't think i doubt their judgment i think i think i would have some trust in his medical training that his judgment might be sound
1: okay i think
0: so, I what what I think it's gonna be weird is trying to communicate to this to this kid, you know, yeah. like how how do you talk to, you know it's weird to talk to a sixteen year old, never mind one that's in a position of authority at at that point, yeah. you know, and like I think I think just the
1: literal communication might be might be a little a little odd. Got it. So now now what I'd like you to do is give me three professions. Yes. Where if the person shows up and they're sixteen, yeah. You're out. You have a problem and you just aren't sure that you can shake it off. And uh, even if you're not out out, I just it ones where at least it's like Cab airplane submarine captain. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's combine those. Those are very fair. <laughs> okay. But let's combine those into one and we'll just call that uh, you know, uh, transportation. Transportation. <laughs> Pilots and drivers it's or a, yeah. Okay. But th- those are all in the same vein and very fair. That was the first one I thought of was pilot. I walk on the plane. I see a 16-year-old. I think I'm actually going to stay on the plane because I'm like, I don't know. They hired him. <laughs> you know, I, I like to pretend the pilots aren't human to begin with uh-huh. because I don't want to think at all right. about their faults and the fact that they may have had an argument last yeah. night or too many drinks. or I mean, God knows what. I just want my pilots to be like disassociated yeah. with humanity. And up there just occasionally like a, a pleasant voice.
0: I, I like flying in like the eighties when it seemed like your pilots are like, Oh, this guy flew a chopper in Nam. Yeah. He he can handle a commercial flight to, to Dallas. Right. He'll be he'll be okay. Even if we get attacked, he'll be all right. Yep. Um Are you walking off the plane? You walk on, you see a sixteen year old pilot. Uh man, I gotta eyeball that co pilot real fast, but I I don't know. I might be walking. It's sixteen year old. Uh, it's Do- like,
1: it's Doogie Howser's buddy it was Vinny. <laughs> <Yeah>, Vinny. <laughs> hey Doogie. <laughs> Yeah.
0: what's going on, Doog?
1: He's the co-pilot.
0: Uh, yeah, then I'm walking. Okay,
1: because <laughs> because I got no safety on the co side there. All right, normal co-pilot. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a, uh, a perfectly competent thirty nine year old lady.
0: Man, I guess I'm staying. I guess. How about my public defender? I get. I, I'm I'm not I'm not sticking with. It. I have I don't know why I'd have more trust in. Maybe it's surely because of the existence of Doogie Hauser, MD, that I think I'd have more trust in a sixteen year old <laughs> doctor than I would a sixteen year old attorney. See,
1: so. I love this because <laughs> this is what I was thinking about. In fact, this is what I was thinking about when I was driving over here. Cause I knew I was going to ask you this and I was like, okay, I-, I think I'm a lawyer. So I think I'm allowed to say this. I-, I-, I think I have more respect for what a doctor has had to do to become a doctor than what a lawyer has had to do to become a okay. lawyer. Generally speaking. However, I think that, and this is unfair, but I think that a lot of being a doctor there's there's a lot, at least at the first stages, it's kind of some, like, you've seen a bunch of stuff a lot of times, and there's some basic memorization. Remember, like, there's nothing that you do for law school uh, for the most part. There's maybe a few small things, but you don't ever, like, have a test where you have a bunch of, you know, fill-in-the-blank memorization-style answers. And early on in your in your medical career, you do that, right? Like yep. MCAT has a lot of that stuff and so forth and so on. There's a lot of memorization, and so part of me is like, well, you know, I was probably better at memorizing stuff when I was 16 than I am today. Anyway, um, but I think it goes back to that judgment point where I just, even though I think I'm I'm more I'm more impressed by doctors than I am by lawyers, I'm more willing, maybe para- paradoxically, to accept a 16 year old doctor than a 16 year old lawyer. And then I thought, is it just because of the damn show? <laughs> it might be uh also like i think it depends on what for let's
0: say for some reason i'm having a lawyer represent me in a and, I, you know, it wouldn't happen, but it would be something equivalent to a small claims thing or whatever, uh-huh. let's say. Then I then I don't think I'd be all that worried. Sure. If I'm on trial for... I mean, who
1: cares? You got an crime, $800 right. fight. Like, let's not worry But if about I can go to
0: jail, and, and equivalently, like, if it's a 16-year-old and I'm having open heart or cracking my brain open surgery, uh-huh. I probably will feel different other than like, hey, my elbow's a little sore. Right. You want to look at this X-ray, you know, like... Got it. If, 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 and, and so maybe they, I they would. say
1: you you get diagnosed that you need open heart surgery, yeah. and then they walk in the 16 year old who's going to do that. Yeah, see that I'm definitely okay with because 16 year olds have better hands. They're way better at mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. If I want to somebody to play a video game <laughs> in order to save my life, I'm sure as hell going with a 16 year old or a 14 year old.
0: Here, here's what here's one. Uh, a 16 year old therapist or uh, like family counselor that's great i'm I'm, I'm gone of
1: course you're out of course you're out yeah that's a great one that's a great one and then now give me one where the fact that they're 16 year old that when they walk in and they're 16 you're like ah excellent ah this is much better than had what i expected walk through
0: start the ride my man (laughs) any kind of carny op 16 year old carny op go ahead Start okay.
1: the, start the tilt a whirl, right. brother. You're a lot less worried that this person's eyeing you. Like <laughs> you're you're less worried about flashing <laughs> your address when you pull out your wallet.
0: Here the I think uh in all honesty, ideal ideal sixteen year old job, a s so sixteen year old walks in, I say, perfect, uh, tutor. Okay, sure. Whatever, language tutor, math tutor, or something like that. Sixteen-year-old walks in. I say, "That's this is exactly who I want."
1: It might be better at being able to relate to the
0: child. Yeah, they're fresh, you know, they're in it. You know, like mm-hmm. they just they were just being taught, so they might have a, a grip on being taught. Plus, I also trust the like crazy retention abilities and knowledge that a sixteen-year-old yeah. mind can hold. For like, hey, I'm going to be teaching you
1: trig today. Like, great,
0: you're you're yeah. you're the one I want.
1: Mine was once again. <laughs> Pure, obviously, purely uh, related to one historical example, like a Doogie Hauser as his <laughs> okay. an historical example, and mine was concert pianist. Oh, sure, sure. I, like, I bet that person's going to be better. Absolutely. Like, if you are not a super genius and already cranking out like the best stuff <laughs> ah. when you are sixteen, you are not going to be. I mean, Mozart was like four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Rush. Uh, Rush.
0: Um, before I get into this situation, are you familiar with the Gordy Howe hat trick?
1: I uh, I I'm not no. I've heard it before and I've forgotten.
0: It. Okay, so Gordie Howe was a uh, hockey player. Played into his fifties. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, because I don't remember him necessarily. I, I, I'm as gonna a, guess it. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I think it's. Score a goal, get an assist, and punch a guy in the face. Get in a fight. Something like that.
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. Goal, assist, fight. Okay. And I don't necessarily remember Gordie Howe as a big brawler, but I don't know, I, at least in my memory, but I remember him old with the Whalers. Okay. Um, but that was a Gordie Howe. That was a complete game experience for Gordie, for Gordie Howe. Nice. Goal, assist, and fight. So here's the situation, Rush. I'd like you to give me the Rush Howell hat trick given a place or event. So the three things necessary to make it a complete positive Rush Howell experience. Love it. Fair enough? Yes. Great. Rush, you sit down for a restaurant meal. Give me the Rush Howell hat trick of a restaurant meal.
1: Okay. Uh, There's got to be great food. Okay. Uh, I got to have either one really good friend or... uh, Three or more really good. Well, I, yeah, I, I think ideal is usually like my favorite meals are either kind of like one on one, yeah, where you really get to connect with somebody, or uh, like six person meals. Yep. I, I love know, yeah. a good six person meal, so so the right size company, I suppose. Okay, and um, oh, I, I'm gonna say sadly this is true, but I, I think there's gotta be some alcohol involved for my, my, most of my very favorite, uh, dinners. That's a rush. Howl hat trick at a restaurant right there.
0: Rush. What about a casino trip?
1: Rush, howl hat trick at a casino. Okay. Uh, there has to be at least one point in the trip where we, we get hot. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to say we have to win, but there has to be a point where we're hot and, uh, and we're playing together. Great. And everybody's having a great time. Um, Secondly, uh, I'm, I, I want to have, um, boy, that's really all that matters to (laughs) me, but but I'm going to say, so we're going to casino trip. All right. I'm going to say the rush Howell hat trick for a perfect casino trip is number one, the ride there, Mm -hmm. we have a limo or a party bus or something so that we can all hang out because it 10 out of 10 trips. When you go to the casino, You love the ride to the casino. Oh, yeah. Two out of ten trips to the casino, you love the ride home. The world's your oyster. Nothing but possibilities ahead of you. But so, for sure, I want to be able to share in that experience with a lot of folks. And so I can think of, like, gosh, at uh, at Princeton, we took a bus to uh, Atlantic City. It was the first time I ever played the game (laughs) Assassin. Uh, Justin Kerr, my friend's birthday. It was a great time, but just uh, there have been a couple other times I went to casino. It, you know, you're you're going with like four guys, and you're singing on the yep. way out there. You're just you're in such a ludicrously elevated mood because there's the promise of potential uh-huh. riches. So as far as you know, you're the hottest you've ever been. That's right, right there. That's right. Then, um, then when we get there, I want to Like I said, I want to. I want to have yeah, a hot, hot streak. streak where yep. we all uh, kind of come together. And then I want to have um, uh, like a parting meal. And that can either be oh, okay. it can either be we've gambled a while, and then we go up and we get a great steak dinner because everybody's up. I hear you. It can also be End we're of night, get a commiserating at the White something. Castle yeah. on the way back. <laughs> but I want to have something in there where I feel like most of my most memorable casino trips, you've got some sort of—you uh, uh, just— just like I like the wind up, I like the kind of play by play at the okay. end. Okay, you like yeah, a little post mortem. Yes.
0: All right, yes. that's a that's a rush holla hat trick right there. at a casino. Oh, yeah.
1: What's a rush holla hat trick? I look- could say you know also. Sorry, no, I no, love no. Casinos. Um, another way to put it would be: I want to be able to play craps. I want to play at least one dumb table game. You and I used to play Caribbean. Yep. Uh, yep, stud. stud poker, yep. but then they had Caribbean draw poker yep. for a couple of years, and you and I <laughs> love that one, and so I want to when I go to a casino, I want to play craps for sure, I want to play one goofball uh, table game and then I'd like to play a little bit of poker if I'm there for uh, more than one day, and if I can get those three things then I've gambled exactly how I want it
0: that's, that's your that's your table game hat trick that's right table there. Game hat trick.
1: How about an action movie? What's a Rush Howell hat trick from an action movie? Okay, um I want there to be uh <laughs> I don't gosh what what really drives a great action movie for me uh there's got to be just the right amount of legitimate comedy. Okay, great. Okay, so it has to be like you think about the scenes that were made me laugh and die hard still make me laugh uh-huh. and they're they're not they're not too pandering like I mean I don't hate the Fast and the Furious movies but I don't love the kind of uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, you know, right. where *Lethal you, Weapon* had some laughs, *Rush Hour*
0: had some laughs
1: in yeah. it, but where yeah. you where you have the like the same type of joke oh, gotcha. done too many yep. times, right? Where you are like, uh, whatever, it, yeah, you know, there's a whole I, improv
0: I, game built around yeah, it, right? I,
1: I used to meet you, <laughs> right. and all that stupid stuff. So, but I do want there there needs to be like a bit of comedy. Um, the main characters have to truly like each other in an in an infectious way. And then I I want there to be um, either the hero or the villain or part of the hero gang. I it's gonna help if there's a woman I'm quite attracted to. Perfect. Like I like
0: the, on the on the evil side. I don't care that which side. I'll, okay, gotcha. but
1: like the uh, God, what's her name? Rebecca Ferguson. That woman is so beautiful. I don't know who that and is. so she's in the mission. The last two Mission Impossible, oh, which okay. I've loved those movies. I, there's so many things though that I'm not saying. You know, from the there's there's a lot of things. Like the plot needs to uh, have some twists and turns, but none that make you groan. Uh Uh, It's a little like your theory, which I agree with your theory, which is about uh, mysteries, where when you go back, it's not fair if you couldn't have solved it. Yeah, And so if it doesn't all hold together and I have a bunch of questions like, well, wait a second, why would they have ever paid off that guy if he was working with them the whole time you know do you need the whole movie to be feasible in that way or will you take like oh that boat
0: jumped way too far but i didn't really mind. i don't have a problem with that okay Okay.
1: i don't have any problem with uh their actions have to be properly we fired a tank out of an airplane and then and and then a team they steered the tank by shooting the thing (laughs) i don't care about i'm not like a oh the physics suck but I have a problem with if the characters' motivations don't feasible. make any sense. At okay. The end. Gotcha. So like in alias, did you watch that TV show? Yeah. So I liked Alias until all Everyone of a sudden, could
0: be someone else, though, right? Yeah. Anyone could have been a double at some point. It was like, why am I watching this? Anymore?
1: And you had and, and they were unwilling to leave their bad guys, bad guys. So you would have to justify somehow somebody who spent two full seasons doing the most evil stuff possible. Yeah. And then you're like, oh wait, it was all uh, I don't get it. Yeah. You know? So it can't it, it's not the physics; it's the character motivations.
0: How about um, that's Rush Howell hat trick action movie right yeah. there, baby? How about uh, from a good joke? What's a Rush Howell hat trick
1: in a, for a good joke? My favorite jokes, you have to have a pattern to it, and you have to have fun with that pattern. Um, so there's like some repetition. Okay, about that I mean. Third guy walks into
0: the bar kind of thing
1: it, yeah or just we we keep hitting a, a couple points right um I'll tell you a joke that's one of my favorite jokes I, if you want to hear that'll with it'll this that. do you think this joke will suffice you'll will suffice your hat trick yeah okay I, I think I think this joke has Great. basically what I want in a joke okay so, um, and, and I apologize to you for your Polish roots, <laughs> that's all right, but, uh, you cannot, you cannot rock my pride in my you know, Polish roots <laughs> that when I grew up, we, we had this weird racism towards Polish people <laughs> that we think they're stupid. I don't know why that was the case, but you know, somewhere, somehow that came along, but so people know Polish jokes. So that's where that's comes from. So there's an American guy an English guy and a, a Polish guy, and they are, uh, they work construction and they all work together. And they're up very high, uh, completing a building, and so uh, they work hourly, and you have to punch your card in and out when you exit. So they pack their own. Uh, I'm sorry, they they bring a lunch, mm-hmm. you know, and and eat together so that they don't have to go all the way down and check out and lose that time. Gotcha. So uh, one day the American guy opens up his uh, lunchbox and he's like, ham and cheese. I hate ham and cheese. If I get ham and cheese one more day, I'm diving off this ledge and plummeting to my death. <laughs> British guy's like, oh. Opens his up. He's like, oh, fish and chips. I hate fish and chips. If I get fish and chips one more time, I'm diving off this ledge, plumbing to my death. Polish guy's like, "Ooh," opens his up. He's like, oh, peanut butter and jelly. Can't stand peanut butter and jelly. If I get peanut butter and jelly one more day, I'm diving off this ledge, (laughs) plumbing to my death. So it's the next day. They're all back up there eating lunch together again. American guy opens up his lunch box. He's like, oh, ham and cheese. That's it. Dives, falls, dies. Oh. British guy's like, ooh, opens yeah. his up. He goes, oh, oh fish and chips. That's it. Dives, falls, dies. Polish guy's like, oh. Opens his up. He's like, ah, oh, peanut butter and jelly. Dives, falls, dies. It's a week later. We're at the funerals. All three funerals are being held together. The, wife, uh, I, the I, wives are I, all I, there. I see this coming. The, uh, we, <laughs> the wives are all there. And they're crying, and the and the American wife's like, I don't understand. I mean, if you'd said, "Don't make ham and cheese," I wouldn't have made ham and cheese. And the English guy's sh- wife is shaking her head, going, ah, "I thought he liked fish and chips." And the Polish wife is just shaking her head, going, "I don't get it." I mean, he made his own lunch. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> so let's
0: say a Rush Howell hat trick is, it's under four minutes. Yeah, got it. Has, over one and under four. Has to make you laugh. Yeah. Actually, it has to pay off, make you laugh. Yeah, got to have a good punchline. And punch line. has a uh, has a, uh, a, a, rhythm, a rhythm or meter to it that's pleasant to the
1: ear. Yeah, absolutely. So one time, we'll do this on the podcast one time, and we're not going to do it today. But there's a a game I I invented with Chris Witaski and Brett Lyons Mm -hmm. that was called, and we used to do it at the Old Town Ale House um, and did it for, I don't know, a year or so, would play this game. And it was called the Joke Telling Game. And so you would come in and I would say, Oh, TJ, uh, hey, uh, can you tell that one again? Uh Uh, You Uh know, the one about the... uh, uh the, the 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 three different dogs mm-hmm. and then you just got to tell that joke right. and you got to make it up on the spot and i love that game <laughs> because you realize that a lot of the fun about the jokes is the journey in right. getting there and you know maybe one and we were pretty good at it so every now and then you'd actually come up with a working punchline such never one that you would like submit you know to the future of the joke telling enterprise but w- that it would work right but two out of three times it wouldn't, but it would still be usually pretty funny because right. you're just going through whatever patterns and and screwing around. Uh, for instance, Norm oh, yeah. McDonald. Watch Norm McDonald tell any oh, yeah. joke. Right. I like that style. Uh, little, yeah, just all the w- w- goofy. Here's
0: stuff. Here's what I would have done if I walked in the bar and you're like, "Hey, tell them that one about the dogs." Really quickly, what I would come is like, "Okay, my punchline is going to be now that's a wiener dog," and then I'll go back through yes. to, to just to walk it up to walk it. You're going to gonna there. be great at joke telling, him, <laughs> I
1: have no doubt about it. So I would do that, and then I would I would I would come up with something as quick as I could and say, "Okay, this is basically a punchline," but sometimes you would it, that wouldn't be good, so you'd you'd need to figure it out further as you went. But then you just, you come up with a construct, you know, and that construct can buy you a lot of time, right. but you also have to have fun with it. You can't make it boring. Right. So anyway, we'll do it one time. Yeah. We'll do this Because if you put them
0: on a road trip to begin with, like, you're already going to be able to have a bunch of fun with like, so that, you know, so the dachshund's behind the wheel and, you know, exactly. driving. Yeah. I right. Agree. Right.
1: No, I remember. Yeah. The three dogs, they take the car and right. they go. And they were driving, and they had to go all the way across West Texas. And there's only three gas stations between when you leave San Antonio and when you get to El Paso, and they're each 200 miles apart. And the dog said, hey, you know what? We're going to each take one leg of the trip. And so, you know, and you just go there, and you can go all day. And then already I'm like, I'm into a three-legged dog trip at the end of that. So you know, and then I'm as I'm thinking, I'm like, how do I get to a good three-legged dog <laughs> joke? But I, I think I can get there. I'll give you one more hat trick situation, okay. and uh, and we'll
0: let him go. Um, how about a plane trip from a good plane trip? What's a rush howl hat trick?
1: Okay, so we're just talking about the actual the actual on the plane, plane travel. Yeah. All right. Sadly, I, this will be the easiest yep. for me because I'm on planes a lot. So number one is I, I get upgraded to first class awesome. without having to pay. That's terrific for the leg room alone. Um, But uh, number two is I want to have. Give me uh, a bag that inside of the bag has a fully charged Uh, iPhone. A fully charged (laughs) Nintendo Switch (laughs) and a book I am in the middle of and enjoying reading. Great. So if I have. So that would be like the ultimate entertainment uh, bag package. And then. Um, the third thing is I want to have probably one beer because that means I, I'm usually only having a beer on a flight. If, if you don't have work on the other end I'm or if I'm coming whatever. back yeah. from the work gotcha. or if I'm kind of, you know, relaxing a bit yep. and it, it really has nothing to do. Obviously I could have one beer and then get, get a bunch of work done, but it's more symbolic for me yep. and I've kind of done this thing for years where I really only kind of drink if I'm heading to a vacation or if I'm coming back from a work trip yeah. in either case, I'm looking forward to the destination.
0: That's that was the rush. Hour hat trick right, right there. Wonderful. Babe.
1: Uh, all right. So I'm going to do one. Uh, second that, goal. Here's the second goal right here. It is, but it's very similar to yours. <laughs> oh, really? And it is, uh, you, here's the situation. All right. You're brought on to uh, a show called Life Hat Tricks, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and what it is is you got to give me three great things that you have to do in a day. No kidding. And I'm going to give you a few different day type scenarios, okay? And I want to hear TJ Jagodowski. All right. What are the three things that have to happen in that day to really hit it home to be a TJ Jagodowski great day? Hat All trick. right. How about okay? that? First one is I want a I want a really nice Saturday. In February in Ooh, Chicago, okay. How are you going to pull that off? Because that is the uh, well-known worst time to be here. Yeah, I
0: still so here's here's the hat trick from from that. I still find uh, I I don't belong to a gym or anything, so I work out sometimes in the garage okay. or or I just do push ups up in my bedroom. I still get a workout, and even though it's brutal or cold or or what have you, I still I still I still get that done. Um, and I,
1: is that ideally early in the morning? Yeah, no, it do doesn't you, matter. Not, I use, I, sometimes I when. do it in
0: the afternoon. Yeah, okay. I rarely work out early in the morning. Usually, it's in the afternoon at some point. Okay. Um, I uh, bake. I bake a loaf of bread. Nice. Yep. Um, just did, just did that actually, maybe this Saturday, maybe this past Saturday. Did you get a workout? Uh, I think I did a few pushups upstairs, but some days you got it. Some days you don't. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. Whatever it was, they weren't enough for me to consider it a workout. Okay. So it wasn't quite a TJ. It wasn't H- a hat trick. I might've had a I might've had a goal and an okay. assist. And, um, with not being able to like spend any time outside, uh, two, Beth and I catch two episodes of a show that we're really into and digging. Great British Bake off. That's absolutely fine with me. We just, um, my brother highly recommended. So I went and watched. Um, the most recent one was The Night of, which was a few years ago. It was okay. an HBO show yeah. with John Taturo. And we really enjoyed that. Nice. Um, so getting a couple a couple of those and uh, 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 like round out the. Are you giving that day.
1: Lego show a shot? Not yet. Waiting okay. for them all. all right, Waiting great. for
0: them all. And then I'm definitely going to Let watch me know if that. it's good. I'm, okay. we
1: I... Will do. Okay. Uh, so that was a Saturday. That was the TJ hat trick for a uh, workout,
0: fresh homemade bread, couple apps of, of a of a nice program. Yeah.
1: I find that if I work out uh, uh, early in the morning on a weekend, that's a great feeling yeah. cuz I feel like I've kind of earned the rest you of the day. had a leg up on the rest of the yes. rest of the day, yeah. I yes. hear you. Next is uh you're traveling to Paris in the spring. So Ooh. I'm fitting Paris into my hat trick In question. Paris? So I'm in Paris? In Paris.
0: Okay. Um, that one part of my hat trick will be that I walk at least five miles, okay. if not closer to 10. Great. Um, I, I like seeing wherever it is. I like seeing it on foot on, on my own kind of wandering about, um, Hey, this might be a running theme. uh, a great a great piece of bread, probably. So you're going to bake it, <laughs> or or a great pastry. I don't. I don't. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be a, a bread. It could also be a, a really good sweet. I'm allowed uh, into a bakery, and they let me bake <laughs> uh, a great loaf of bread. All right, and uh, one cool, uh, one cool like local joint. Um, so n- not necessarily like a Louvre or a tourist trap or whatever, but one kind of like off the beaten path. uh, And it can be any sort of thing. It can be like a tiny little, like apothecary store, or it could be, it could be a bakery. It could be like a jazz joint, but one little kind of like thing that I feel like, um, I imagine these trips, you know, I imagine this trip with Beth, like, um, but one thing that like we found
1: on our, on our own. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, And then you have that memory of, that's kind of our little spot. Yeah, like, oh, we found that little grotto with
0: the piano thing in back and, you know, that kind of deal.
1: Absolutely. And the last one yeah. I'm going to give you is um, you have... Sorry, I was reading the next one, which <laughs> doesn't make <laughs> you any like sense. You like it? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. This is a weekend with just you and your dad Ooh. in Boston. Ooh, So cool. you guys get a, a Jagodowski Boys, if you want uh, Troy can join as well.
0: Okay. But uh,
1: I want to Jagodowski. the the Jagodowski boys hit Boston. What are, uh, what are three things that really should happen that weekend to make it uh, a perfect weekend?
0: Uh, casino.
1: Okay. Live sporting, live sporting
0: event. Nice. And then, um, there's no one's. And then like, uh, a chance for my dad to cook something. Maybe some bread <laughs> maybe <laughs> well the only things I've never known my dad to make is bread <laughs> I, on, a, on a personal level there will be a baked good in here for me sure but there's no one's cooking in the world that I enjoy more than than my father's What so, are some of your
1: favorite di- dishes from your dad
0: my dad and this this isn't like a dish dish but he makes a popcorn that is just a, a stovetop popcorn that is uh if he made ten pounds of it, I'd eat ten. I'd eat nice. ten pounds of it. Yeah, Literally, yeah. I asked them to hide it at the end at the end of the night because if I find it, I'm gonna go through oh. all of it. I'm powerless against it. He also makes this great dish with like scallops, um, spinach, white beans, um, often noodles. Uh, but the man can the man can cook some seafood okay. pork or uh, pork or beef tenderloin nice. out on out on the grill he's really quite good it what, sounds he's, like
1: he's got an interesting range as well
0: oh yeah oh yeah mm. he when he was 17 or 18 tell me
1: this guy can't bake some great bread I I, i've, I never, seen him try. I've never
0: seen him try i bet you he mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. without even reading a recipe like mm-hmm. i don't know this makes sense you put a little bit of this in here and i'll put mm-hmm. it in there for 40 minutes we'll see what happens yep. um but my dad i think was like 17 or 18 he got a job at the at the time the best restaurant in our in town called the log cabin. But he was mm. he was just doing like kind of like they, they had him pull all the dandelions out of the lawn and stuff like that. So he was just doing like kind of whatever work. Right. Within, I believe, a year, he was the head protein chef there. So whether it was shrimp and yeah, they lobster, call that the Abraham Lincoln, I believe. <laughs> right.
1: The head of the log cabin. Right. He was
0: he was Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Within a year. So the, the man can the man can make make some stuff when we were kids we would just all saturday long maybe oh maybe this is why i made soup this uh, i made soup and fresh bread this sunday um maybe i was thinking of uh growing up my dad would just make a huge pot of soup or chowder or sometimes um, fried rice, and we would like go out and play, come in, have a bowl, go out and play for a few hours, come in, have a bowl. We would just draw on it all day long. It was it was oh, awesome.
1: Man. Those that were that that brings, that's nice. That's a good nostalgia, yeah, feel, Right, that's those, a good one. Those things your parents made for you as a kid. That I, I've told you the story. I think on this podcast about uh, my mom can't <laughs> me being like you can't make enough cheese. Toast. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Rush, I, I have one for you. Excellent. We've done Paris. We've done sort of my hat trick. So let's try Neil. Um, and obviously, Rush, you have mentioned before that you have prayed or uh, believe, in, believe in prayer. So here's the situation. I'd like you to try and create a pie chart breakdown of the categories of things you've prayed for in your, in your life. Um, And some potential categories I thought just to get the ball rolling was like a positive personal outcome, um, the health or um, health or well-being of family. Um, guidance, maybe or gratitude or whatever, but if you had to break it down into percentages of your of your prayer history, understanding that a lot of this is probably from childhood and stuff you yeah. know when when priorities were were different or what have you how would you how would you roughly break down pie chart of your prayer history, what you was what you were praying for
1: so I had a i wonder if I could remember it I probably could but i I had a very specific uh Prayer set, really? That, prob- that you came up with, or, or well, was a- yeah? I mean, it, so it was now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Was the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So I was taught by my mom that's the prayer that you should say every night. And so that's I-
0: all about you, man, huh? You were just so into you, you and your damn soul, huh? Oh yeah, for
1: sure. That's well, it's all not going to get any. It's not going to get any <laughs> less selfish. <laughs> As I described this, uh, but then I, I over time, I so that takes what ten seconds to say oh, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. and I my prayers probably got up to about two minutes. It was a little okay. like uh, Aria's like list in Game yeah. Oh, Game gotcha, of Thrones, sure, yeah. Where you just kept adding <laughs> stuff to it and adding, and very rarely would something be removed. And so I, I think that, um, and I remember that it was I, I couldn't remember it all now, but it was. It was, you know, routine for sure. And and it also helped me kind of in the same way that counting sheep or whatever helped yeah. people because it was long enough that I was shifting into time to fall asleep type mode as I would finish that thing up. Um, and I would say that prayer was probably in the neighborhood of 80% uh, praying for personal Uh, achievements okay you know i think it was like help me do well in my sports generally Uh you know i back then i was (laughs) doing sports every day and i I cared about that there would be occasionally i'd probably put in the name of a girl that i was hoping that god would help uh see uh see fit to uh uh, have like me when, you know, I was probably 13 years right, old, but that would have been a large world good. You know, you were hoping that just for like the, the
0: children no, that you guys would was make pretty at some selfish. point, that was all be... pretty selfish.
1: but then there was, uh, there was always a section, um, there was always a section that was, um, you know, uh, for the, for the health and safety of my family and friends. Okay. Uh, it was fairly rare that I would, I mean, you know, that was still kind of selfish cause it's all people I knew it was quite rare that I would go so far as to do some sort of uh, let's say to host to, you know, world peace <laughs> type thing or t- tackle some sort of overarching, you know, social issue or whatever. Um, uh, that, that was not, that was not at the forefront of my uh, thoughts as a child. Certainly. Um, now, um, uh, when I pray now, um, like, like, I'd say about half of it is like that the airplane won't crash because I have uh uh-huh. that's more of a superstition sure. so I'm actually going to put it in the superstition category gotcha. Gotcha. than I would anything else but like I just always like do a quick a quick one on on I hear a plane you. <laughs> um can't hurt uh, well right? i'm like well i'm, can't I'm hurt. Un- undefeated <laughs> right. so far that's that, a stupid thing to say that shark repellent has never not worked yeah oh god i well i probably <laughs> used to pray and never to see a shark I, god i hate sharks but um now now when i'm actually kind of like saying a, a prayer it's it's typically going to be for um a uh a friend or a friend of a friend who's going through something bad yeah i hear you um And part of it is, I, you know, have we talked about that? I think we maybe have talked about like the the concept of like the power of prayer. I would like, so, so if I say to you, like if, if I have a religious friend, like a deeply religious friend, um, or even like a fairly religious friend who is going through something difficult, I feel it is wrong of me. And I don't want to get into this too much because this is—I'll start to go on a rant about like some political stuff, which I don't want to. But I—I I think it is wrong of me to in any way inject like some sort of like uh, questioning of their religious proclivity through. You know, it, let, let me just give an example. This is something I would never do, but you know. I think it's like way out of line for somebody like a religious person is going, maybe they just got diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. and somebody says, look, I don't believe in God, but, but I love you and I will think good things for you Mm -hmm. and, and power of positive thought. Right? Like, fuck that. Just say like, I'll pray for you. They want you to pray for them. Yeah. Right. So, so that's what I'm going to say to that person. And I will say, I will pray for you because I know they, they would prefer because they strongly believe in God, they would prefer that I pray to God than I simply give a, a general positive thought. And if I say I'm going to do that, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to not do it, because then I'm going to feel bad about myself for that. So if I say, TJ, I'll pray for you, then I will. Don't bother. I, well, fine. But yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't... <laughs> that That's how I'm going to do it. And so maybe that's stupid, uh, but that's... I think each one of those steps I just gave you is totally logical. What about this DOJ stuff though, man? Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah, it's horrible. I I, I will tell you, and I don't want to, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, no, Hey, that is the sort of thing where lawyers, I think have a better understanding of how far over the line that is. And it like my friends, I even probably like the folks that are more right leaning of my lawyer friends, are disturbed by, by this latest uh, uh, you know, what appears to be influenced by, by, by bar Trump via bar and led to, you know, I, I don't I wonder care.
0: what the state of all this will be when this comes
1: out. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I'm God. sure more knows will, will knows have it. shaken out. <laughs> right. But you know, I don't care as much about the 1100 people that signed something. Cause right. you can, all, I mean, there's more than 1100, you know, Democrat DOJ servers who might just want any opportunity but um when four people resign, yeah, uh, because they they feel that they were not supported by their organization. I mean, that we're starting to get into
0: I didn't know there was a federal judge association or yeah. whatever that had like yeah. an emergency meeting. Anyway.
1: I mean I, I walked you into it, was, it. I'll walk you out of yeah, it. Come on, are, baby. Those are dark times. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, my my point was just most of the time that I'm praying now, it's um it's it's for uh, the health and safety of, of somebody else. Yeah. But I watched um I watched the Daytona 500. Today is Tuesday, and I didn't. want, I watched ten total minutes of the Daytona 500 last night. And I saw the end of it, yeah, and I was pretty shaken up because uh, he didn't die. But I don't know how the guy didn't die. Yeah. He got hit. That was the worst wreck. I don't watch a lot of NASCAR, but but I watch you know more than almost anybody since nobody should <laughs> watch it. But uh, I, I I mean Ryan Newman and I don't I'm not a Ryan Newman fan. I'm not a not mm-hmm. a fan of Ryan Newman. He got hit so hard uh, by that just, second uh, the second time. The second time, the first time was terrible. He hit a wall, and the second time, I thought I was sure he was dead. And that was a moment where I was just like, "I guess I'll say a prayer for Ryan Newman." Yeah. Why not?
0: It, it's bizarre that bumping is a, is a, is an aspect of that sport. That like, yeah, whole and and that he probably has. I, I don't know. I don't know. But usually, when you see a guy like bump and wrecked out, more often than not, they're like, no hard feelings. That's part of the. That's part of the, part of the sport or whatever. But like, that's that's crazy. That's
1: nuts. You are gambling with someone else's life by like bumping their car while they're moving it. Whatever
0: they're moving it. I just
1: don't. I mean, I, my main thought after the, after after learning that he is not in life threatening condition, which is a miracle, I was like, Ain't science great. I was like. <laughs> Everyone should get NASCAR cars. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why are we not all driving NASCAR cars? Because you could basically be hit by a tank, flipped, hit by a tank, flipped, and set on fire. <laughs> he was hit dead on in the driver's side by a car going two hundred something miles an hour, hard enough to flip that car up and over its up
0: and over yeah, itself, and the yeah. roof crushed in. Mm-hmm. It was hit so hard, spun around. Anyway, all right, Dadio, hit me with your third. Hey, by the way, when I said. Hat trick when hat trick came up in here,
1: yeah. Um, hockey or soccer? First first thought, I actually thought hockey first, yeah, even me though too. I'm a much bigger soccer fan than, than hockey. Um, okay, so uh, TJ, uh, here's the situation, all right, Danny. we're gonna do a little uh anthropomorphic uh city uh action here, okay. Um, so for me, Paris is like a museum, I always say that, like, oh, okay, like uh, it was. Paris obviously has a bunch of great museums, but also the whole city to me felt like a museum in as much as you would turn and you would see the next exhibit, which would be whatever impressive thing there was on any given street in Paris. Um, but also it felt a little to me. I mean, most people would disagree, but a little sterile. As I said, I didn't have any uh-huh. non-transactional conversations <laughs> and it felt a little bit like something that I would enjoy observing but then I should kind of walk away from it and go enjoy living my life. Yeah. So it, it's both positive and negative for me to call it a museum. And so what I would like you to do is tell me which city you would pick to most fit these other nouns. Okay, great. Okay. Very cool. So I'm going to start with which city to you uh, is most like a bar? Most like a bar.
0: Um, I don't want to undersell it because I, I think so much of this place. So it's a bar and more, and maybe I'll answer to, uh, this for other things too. New Orleans. Okay.
1: Uh, and, and my kind of bar too. Okay. So, <laughs> and feel free to, you know, elaborate as much or as little as you want. I, I will.
0: Uh, it, it's just the whole place is, is like built for celebration for fun. There's always, music that you can hear plenty of carousers and and folks and and even though like you know i know no one down there i don't feel like a stranger when i walk around in in that in that
1: town i feel like a welcome a welcome guest wherever i go if i had said a dive bar is it same city or different
0: um i probably would have picked a different city okay
1: uh albany albany new york all right uh which city to you is a roller rink (laughs)
0: um uh phoenix wow phoenix yeah how come phoenix because it's like everything looks like it was built in the in the 70s or 80s and it hasn't been like upped since then it feels a little like out of date it feels also like um not like a roller rink it's like it's a temporary thing it, the, the the lights are going, but it's not like real. This isn't a uh, real and okay. and Phoenix feels to me like if you lean on against a couple of the buildings, they're just gonna fall over. <laughs> that, that it turns out they were just being they were just fronts being held up by by two by fours. Yeah, they're robots <laughs> that come to life at night. Uh,
1: so that's interesting. I I thought for sure for me it was it had a very industrial Midwest vibe, gotcha. like the concept. But what you say makes sense. Uh, a headache. Which city Ooh. is a is the embodiment of a headache? uh los angeles i knew you would say yeah uh traffic is certainly part just of it
0: to do anything to get anywhere it, it nothing is easy you can't just get on a bus or a or or a or a train and and that's how i get around you know 90 percent of the time here you could have a friend who lives five miles away and it's an hour and 20 minutes to, <laughs> to get to them right, you right. know like nothing nothing is easy there
1: yep uh which city is most like a laxative
0: who most like a laxative
1: buffalo okay how come buffalo new york uh it's just you got your dive bar nearby in albany
0: yeah I, I this one might have been sort of literal in my head of like uh it just feels like if you go to buffalo you're gonna spend a lot of time in the bathroom <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I didn't expect that, <laughs> but okay. uh Yeah, I think for me it would be Vegas, right? Yeah. Because you got to kind of cleanse out your system I every now you. and then with a. And I don't uh, like when I go to Vegas. I'm the, uh, pr- fairly boring. Yeah, like I'm not going to shows. I'm certainly not going to like strip clubs or whatever. I'm going to a casino. Yeah, and it, then I will occasionally go outside to like enjoy some of the sights and stuff. But I'm mostly I, just gambling. i Thought
0: about Vegas, but if I go to Vegas, I might not crap for four days. Between like the flight, the dry air, constantly being in a yeah. casino, not drinking enough water, I I I may never. That's totally fair from a
1: literalist <laughs> perspective. From a figurative, for me, it feels like I'm cleansing something out of my system, sure. which is now I don't need to go to the uh, casino again for a year or whatever. Uh, okay, w- which is um, most like a long distance jog?
0: Hmm. Um. Not having been a fellow who long distance jog too much, I'll say Denver. Okay.
1: What about, uh, let me give you one you do more often. Yeah. Wh- which which feels most like a hike?
0: Oh, okay. Um, Most like a hike that I've been to. Um, Christ, it might be Denver as well.
1: Yeah, it definitely has that vibe, right? Yeah,
0: like refreshing, clean. I, I swear to God, we used to shoot out there every once in a while, and I felt like everyone I drove by was like, biking up to the top of a mountain to kayak down to the mountain to then like cross country ski back to their car or whatever, you know. And that was like, and then we'll go out and have dinner, you know, like uh sounds pretty good. (laughs) If you can swing if you can swing
1: it. It, it. Was Denver anywhere near you and Beth's list for other cities you might consider outside of Chicago? I know she really liked it there. I found the city like okay. I can't breathe great
0: there. Okay. Um and I found the like Young, kind of the young homeless population, a little methy when I was when I was there. I didn't mm. like I didn't like that feel.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, Denver to me is a, it's a little like Austin in that everyone always says uh, it's phenomenal, and I have no reason to, to really doubt it. But I'm also kind of like, man, it gets a ton of hype. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm, I've, I'm suffering a slight unfair Denver backlash. Yeah, but- last
0: time I was in Austin, it could have used a quick shower. Mm, yeah, uh, a well, nice, it, a nice quick shower. And that place felt that th- that town as opposed to Denver felt like heroin. That okay. town feels
1: like heroin. Right. Uh, that was uh well, hey. Yeah, there you go. Is that next? <laughs> I, I should have had uh I should have done all these different drugs. Um and okay, which, which feels most like uh a box of chocolates?
0: Ooh. Um Charleston, South Carolina. Mm,
1: why? Did, why do you say that? I just
0: feel like it, there's treats everywhere. It just feels like it's it's quaint. It's pretty. It feels like a nice. It feels like a nice box of chocolates. Like. Different little joints, but all of them, all of them are tasty. I could have just as easily said Savannah. I, I find yeah. like just each each building, each street was its own little pleasant little treat. Um, now,
1: have you been to those places in like in the summer? Mm-hmm. And you're you're okay with that level of heat and humidity combo? I,
0: I mean, I'm okay for it. The amount of time that I've that yeah. I've been there, uh, I I love New Orleans. But there was one time there that I, I didn't think I was going to make it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we were, went down there with Beth, Kevin Dorf, and Mary Pat Farrell for his for his 50th and i I thought we weren't gonna i wasn't gonna make it to where we were walking i I can't take the uh 90
1: 90 days i call them where you're over 90 and over 90 percent humidity last one uh and this is the end of my hat trick all right buddy which city do you think is the best embodiment of josie your dog
0: Ooh, jojo Man, JoJo is very businesslike. She is not frivolous at all. Great question. She is uh, Beth and I joke. She's just life is just one long business trip for for Josephine. It uh, makes her Frankfurt, Germany. Um, <laughs> yeah, <I get> <laughs> uh, yeah. It might it might be a place I've never. It might be a place I've never been where it's just like Zurich. I've uh, never <laughs> been to a place
1: that's more all business than Frankfurt, Germany. I can tell you that.
0: Uh, you know what? You know what? Town, I I don't necessarily love, and seems like all all they do is business. I don't want to be involved with this Hartford, Connecticut.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. that's the Frankfurt of uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just... <laughs> of the West. That's what they say. <laughs>
0: Uh, that was great. That was that was a that was I like that question a lot. Good, good. And here, here's here's uh, here's we're back to the top rush. Yes, and probably my question that is most similar to uh, to the one you just asked. So here's the situation: All right, you are hired by the Accuracy in Geographical Nickname Foundation. Wonderful. And they say they're they're happy with Paris being the City of Lights. They think like that's great. They think New Orleans being called the Big Easy is like just perfect. Okay, that is great. But they get to someone like L.A. and they're like City of Angels doesn't doesn't quite. Cover this okay. for for us. um So, in full disclosure, I asked you a couple weeks ago what cities you would say you spent the most time in. That's right, and I, I did not say what I wanted it for. But uh, some of the cities that you told me are going to be on are going to be. I was on hoping this. you were buying me a, a trip. <laughs> yeah, it's very disappointing
1: to learn it was uh, <laughs> for for situation right. research. <laughs> So
0: they would like you to come up with more accurate names to call these places, a la the Big Apple, a la the City of Angels, a la la Mode. Um, So why don't we start, Rush, with the aforementioned Los Angeles, California? Oh, um,
1: I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Great Pancake. Okay. And the reason I say that... Is you know, my feeling on pancakes, which is nothing is better uh, for a few bites, right? But once you have to finish that whole thing, it's Uh, too much, right? And so, for me, that's LA. I used to describe uh,
0: flying into Vegas as like the great pancake because it looked like it was dropped from a great height and just splashed everywhere, you know, like up to the ridge of the mountains, there's houses, and then it ends. All right, Rush, a place you spent some time. Uh, newly nicknamed Princeton, New Jersey for me.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I would... Oh, um... <laughs> uh, God. i am got to be careful. <laughs> so, Princeton, New Jersey. You got some listeners there, do we, Rush? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Some, some readers there? <laughs> yeah, we got some viewers. Uh, I would call... Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, of 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 an analog. I know what I want to say, which is going to be like, I'm going to call it the tallest dwarf. Okay, okay. And (laughs) the reason I call it that is, even though this is a little unfair, most of New Jersey I don't care for.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: And so when you when I so I would say uh, from time to time I'd be like, well, look, Princeton is the most beautiful city in New Jersey, and people are like. Oh, great! Crash Davis, Hi, high high bar, <laughs> high bar. So uh, I, I'm going to call it the tallest to wear. That's for great. That reason. How about Houston? Oh, uh, Sweat Town. Okay, <laughs> San Fran. Um, the uh, uh, this the city of millionaire angst. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, I I don't want to, I, I I have some friends that are well-to-do that either have had to move out of San Francisco (laughs) or strongly contemplate it, because I I don't know that there's a city in the country where that's less livable than San Francisco. (laughs) I mean, it's absurd. All right, uh, last
0: three. Uh, A place I've never heard of, but one of the ones that you wrote down, Sea Island, Georgia.
1: Oh, yeah, that's where I spent um, some time every summer growing up. Sea Island, I'm going to call rich and sticky. <laughs> it's like a Cinnabon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sea Island is an interesting place, man. It was, uh, It's very different than when I grew up there, um, but it was always a, uh, like a fancy place or, or an expensive place to go. And it used to be like very much for Georgians kind of, okay. like. and then it, and then it got turned into an international destination. Oh, And then I think it's not maybe as strong an international destination anymore, but it it retains some of that and certainly is a national destination. So I have friends from Chicago that go down there and it's, uh, there's never, I've never experienced seeing a place change more. N- nobody cares about this, but anyway, <laughs> I like uh, the sound of it in a phrase like, Hey, let's for,
0: for a weekend, let's go down to the rich and sticky. Yes.
1: It is so let's hit the freaking, rich and sticky humid down there man like i was in phenomenal shape when i was a child like i ran a i don't know sub 430 mile i think as a freshman in high school i i could i could get around and i had trouble playing three sets of tennis (laughs) in sea island here's here's a place that you know at one point probably could have contested
0: for the rich and sticky
1: how about miami miami oh god uh i'm gonna say um I'm going to go back to your Phoenix thing and say, uh, I'm going to call it War of the Worlds (laughs) because whenever I walk around downtown Miami, it seems so weird to me. There are all these like half-filled buildings, half-filled buildings, half-full buildings that I think can come to life. And their robots. How about
0: uh, how about the the center of it all? Now the last one, Wilmington, D. E.
1: <laughs> oh. Wilmington, oh. Delaware. Well, there's a section of Wilmington, <laughs> Delaware, I call Murder Park, <laughs> which is just an awful square where it's it's. Uh, I think Wilmington is like top five city in the country for highest murder rate. Really? And maybe then, you just call
0: it the home of Murder Park then, or oh, you know. But like I, you can... I
1: think overall, Wilmington. Yeah, it's like. Uh, a murder park and worse <laughs> maybe you just
0: call it you know like it's wilmington d e just call it wilmington death <laughs> just put the a t h on the end of the <laughs> I gotta be I, look
1: i mean I'm sure there are nice aspects to wilmington, but for places i regularly travel to it <laughs> it is the uh it's the worst
0: this podcast has put a uh a sour bent on Florida and also delaware now has been has yeah. been we've taken. You're taking two swipes at Delaware. Yeah. Apologies. Apologies to uh, anyone in
1: Delaware, especially anyone in Delaware with Polish heritage. Yes, absolutely. And look, I mean, I I gave Los Angeles a tough time. I will, I think, (laughs) almost certainly one day live in uh, the Los Angeles area. All right. Um, I think I'll retire out to California, like somewhere out there. Down to Manhattan Beach, maybe. I think. Well, I think, like, Santa Barbara is where I would want to go, maybe, or... I don't know. Just well, somewhere out somewhere out there where it's uh warm and you get the beautiful juxtaposition uh, of an amazing Pacific coast <laughs> and some beautiful homes built alongside <laughs> of it. And if I can have that TJ, I will be uh happy, but I'll also be dead by then. So yeah. it's uh it's a pipe dream.
0: <laughs> yes. So for those of you in the future, you know, like uh, listening to this, Rush has, has since passed on, but he would want you to know that Nate DeFort does our producing. Julie Nichols did our music and Emily Cardamus did our artwork. He would want you to know that we can be reached at uh, here's the situation podcast at gmail.com for your situations. We just got a couple in, I think a couple in over the last week or two. Wonderful. Uh, we, they won't be used in this episode, but we hope to be able to use, uh, use some soon. And I think... That's about it. Uh, Anything, if these are your last words, Rush,
1: anything you want to say? No, thank you so much for for all you've done for me. (laughs) Take care.